in this episode of Trail Towns on the Hashtag 59 Podcast. Tune in to listen to two of Virginia's national parks, one located in Virginia, one located in West Virginia, and find out why one of them is hot on the rise of Jill G's favorite national parks list. See on the inside, y'all. Virginia's National Parks on the Hashtag 59 Podcast. Welcome back, Hashtag 59 Podcast. Mike R. here. And Jill G. And we are doing the, quote, National Parks, end quote, of... The Virginias. Okay. So that is Shenandoah National Park. Yep. Which we did about nine days, mm-hmm. eight days or eight nights camping in, which has over 100 miles of the Appalachian Trail. And then... The Harper's Ferry Historical... His National Historical Park. Yes, National Historical Park. Harper's Ferry has... Four and a half miles of... So you did all of those. I did all of those, but West Virginia has four and a half, but it's all in Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. A lot of history there beyond the AT, Tons. though. And the Appalachian Trail is actually headquartered there. Yes. So a lot going on there to discuss. So this is uh, Virginia's Parks episode, I guess, is what we're going to call this one. Okay. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to jump in. Let's talk Rangers first. Okay. What about Bark Rangers? Bark Rangers. Now, Cotopaxi is officially a Bark Ranger because... Yes. Well, I thought it was because I bought him a bandana at the gift shop. But then I found out it's an actual program. And which he, he did. Last year in Sleeping Bear Dunes. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, the bandana is very cute. And I'm sure supports... The Bark Ranger program. It might. I don't know for sure. It at least supports your national parks. Yes, it does. So that's exciting. And in other ranger news, yeah, we had a very friendly, a dog, very dog-friendly ranger, Mark, mm-hmm. not only helped us get out of our hike-in tent site that I accidentally booked in Shenandoah National Park, mm-hmm. let you cruise. Oh, yeah, do a couple loops to find... A My new first spot. come first serve spot. He was he was um, more easygoing about it than me than the driver. Hundred <laughs> percent. And and when I came back to give him our new site number, he gave uh, he was he had a whole thing of milk bones there for all the bark rangers oh, that would sweet. show up. So that was nice. That was a warm welcome to Shenandoah. And that was in Loft Mountain Campground. Let's talk about Shenandoah though. Okay. It's up on your list. Yeah, it really popped up. Now, I don't know. We always do these lists of top five or top three national parks or, you know, just random conversations. And Shenandoah was not even on my list. Well, I don't think I'd ever been there. Yes, you had. Yeah, we went there before. Okay. We've. Oh, yes, 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 yes. How many times... I remember now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It was a very different circumstance. We stayed in a lodge during the middle of a storm. Yes. That was before. Anyways, it was not even, it did not even touch my top five. Partly list. because you could barely leave the cabin. Yes, I was terrified. 
of the storm and the bears. But this time, I don't know if it was that we just had so much time to explore, if it just happened to be circumstance of the mix of weather and amazing camp spots and rangers, but I mean, it was amazing. The views were great, but honestly, we had a lot of smoke when we were there too, so it wasn't even just that. I and just that, really liked how the park was laid out. And that smart smoke coming from the fires up in mm -hmm. Canada. So let's talk about Shenandoah then. Yeah. And how much you liked it. It so it is a long and narrow national park. Yep. It's barely a, it's only a couple miles wide at its mo at its widest. And there's one main road, Skyline Drive, that just runs right through basically the whole stinking thing. It's and there's, probably also why I liked it. I felt like it was so easy to navigate. You were either going north or south. I think in the about the middle range of it, there is an outlet. There's a north exit and entrance, a south, and like two in the yeah in the middle. It's but really I mean, easy. It's really easy to navigate because when we left the last podcast, we were in Waynesboro. And so Rockfish Gap is kind of that southern entrance. That southern entrance, that last stop, gap stop before you officially enter the park. You said the one foot, you entered it right away. Yeah. Like within a mile or so of that gap, right? Yep. And you do on the drive maybe a couple miles. Mm -hmm. So it also it has thousands of miles of hiking trails. Mm -hmm. It has 104 miles, though, overall of the AT, which is a very large chunk. Probably, like, probably the biggest chunk of any, like, it's more than the Smokies. It's more than, I'd have to do some fact-checking on some of the National Forests. But as much as any part of the AT, it runs through. And there's a ton of ranger programs. There's a ton of wildlife options for birding there's well and you were doing the appalachian trail but there's so many side hikes and you did a whole chunk on waterfalls i'm sure you're going to talk about and just a number of different options it really and and we were there really the times that would m make me believe would be the coolest to be there would be the fall during foliage mm -hmm. And the winter, I bet the winter, some of those overlooks just yeah, look magnificent. Amazing. So we were there even during the summer. Yeah. Either way, though, I loved it, but I liked it before. I like it more now, partly because I think we got to go through it so slowly, but it rose up on your list. When we left Loft Mountain, which was the first campsite, which was maybe only like 20 or 30 miles in, I don't remember exactly, I said I felt like that was one of my favorite parts of the trip so far. Yeah. Now, it was also circumstance, right? It was weather. It was a great campsite. It had super clean amenities, super friendly people. You know, like, I just really, I really enjoyed it. So we stayed at three campsites in Shenandoah. There's more to stay at, but we stayed at Loft Mountain, which had showers, camp store for hikers, like through hikers, mm -hmm. and... Laundry? Laundry. I yeah. think that's where we did laundry. We didn't have to do laundry there, but yeah, they did. Great campsites, though. Very spacious. First come, first serve options, reservable options. Mm -hmm. Then we went to Big Meadows, which is kind of in the middle of the And probably the, park. the most popular. It's got a lodge. It's got cabins. It's got a tap room. It's got a... Dining room. Dining room. And then it's got 
a huge campground. Mm-hmm. Also had showers there and laundry there. We did laundry there. And we did, yes, laundry that's there. we did laundry there. And the showers, uh, fun fact about the showers is you have to feed the bear quarters. Oh, the little machine. The little yeah. machine is like a bear holding out its paw, wanting your quarters. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun because it only takes quarters. So you're putting in one quarter at a time. I, I don't know how fun it was. Oh, I loved feeding oh. the bear. Okay. They were nice showers, though, for communal showers. You know, I felt like um, they keep them really clean. They were very nice and well-maintained. And then our last campground was Matthew's Arm, which was more primitive. Uh, Just didn't have any of those amenities. Yeah. But in regards to the campsite and everywhere, there was bear boxes to properly store your food and really seemed to be well patrolled by the rangers. And I guess the the last thing about Shenandoah that I thought was really just in terms of like how it was run and the overall feel of it, the white blazes in on the AT were so easy to navigate as they always are. But then they had additional blazes for the AT and different additional mileage markers for where you were and where other things were and where great side trails were. Okay. Not just on a map, but literally out there on the trail. And I was able to go to, I did some waterfall chasing. Yeah. I went to Lewis Falls, Doyle Falls, Dark Hollow Falls. Our friends Amy and Chelsea went to one off of Matthew's arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rare, Hol- Rare Hollow, I think, or Rain Hollow. Uh, one, one of those if you look at Matthew's arm. But those were all labeled. So if you're hiking the AT, all of a sudden it's like very well, easy to understand, easy to navigate how to go to these additional side spots. You mentioned that, of course, you talked about how the majority of the AT is so well maintained anyway, but it was very evident we were in a national park. Like it just was very manicured trails like you said, well-marked, easy to find your way, even more so probably. And this is something I've heard. So I've heard about Shenandoah that it's easy, the AT. Uh And when I look at the floors, meaning like the levels of elevation I hike every day, I did not think it was easy. (laughs) It was a lot. But as we're talking and recording this from another state that I just went through very tough terrain today on, I think what people mean by this in Shenandoah is the well-maintained trails. They're just, they're kind of groomed, manicured, Mm -hmm. if you will, in a different way than the national forests and some of the state parks are. So it's just easy on the feet. Yeah. It's not that it's flat. Right. It's just... You can just tell there's a lot of time and energy being put into the care of this whole park. Mm-hmm. And as we navigate even further north from Matthew's Arm, like leading, leaving the park in our case, because we were going north, or if you were entering from that area, I even thought it was the most, I thought that part was the most beautiful. I thought the trees were a little bit different. There was a series of four overlooks right in a row from Skyline Drive. I really liked it's funny because I liked the campground the most at the south end, but I thought the the views and the trees, I guess, yeah, at yeah. the north end were just really magnificent. Well, and a couple other things that came up on my end about 
you know, as we give Shenandoah all this love and energy, where I met a couple section hikers, Sean and Ken. They were in a midweek. They're in a midweek hikers club, but they're they're also one of the volunteer groups. They're as members of the volunteer group that help maintain the trails. We're going to have a whole episode talking about how the AT for from Georgia to Maine, Maine to Georgia, is maintained by these volunteer groups and ridge runners, mm-hmm. and they're members of it. Neat. And it's just interesting though because there's. 20 30 40 of these groups and they all just do their piece Mm -hmm. and like there's two groups that just do shenandoah Mm -hmm. and that's it but if everybody does their piece this thing is well maintained from top to bottom or bottom to top Mm -hmm. so i think that's pretty cool also uh the it was really nice to see i think something that is a concern for the national parks concern for the outdoor seen in general something that is important to you and i the diversity of the campground of big meadows Mm -hmm. was very refreshing it felt very nice uh there was people from many different backgrounds races languages being spoken yeah it was just a really a, a really incredible experience at that campground yeah and it just because I think as I was talking to you about it, it seems like sometimes it's like you want the change to happen. You want it to be more equitable and accessible. And it's frustrating when it seems like it's not happening. And when we were there, it felt like, oh, it this was happening, it, even if it was baby steps. Yeah. I felt like a, a very positive momentum pendulum swing and the right direction for that. So that was very nice to see. I agree. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Shenandoah? No, it's, it's, it's gambling for the number one spot on my list. Okay. Joshua tree and grand Canyon. Grand Canyon is my number one. Yeah. I think it might be my number two. Number two. Yeah. You, Y'all heard it here first we'll on this see. podcast. It changes. It's a fluid list. Wait till we go to Joshua Tree this winter. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. If it sticks. Maybe we'll do a Joshua Tree versus Shenandoah throwdown episode for maybe. the number two spot. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Caterpillars real fast. Wasn't that pretty wild? Yeah. That they were approaching their cocoon season. Yeah. They were everywhere. Covering the trees. Yeah, they were everywhere. There was a couple of different parts of the AT that had, I don't know, you thought of it. You were like, get away from that tree. There was a lot. 40, 50, or 60 of them. <laughs> but they were getting ready. They were in the chases stage, which is, was, there was actually a ranger program on that. Which is just another nice reason to support the parks. There's all sorts of different things that you mm-hmm. can, it's not just about hiking or overlooks. It's about education for kids. Mm-hmm. There's our bark ranger. He's very excited about caterpillars. He loves monarch butterflies, I think. So let's move on. As I did my final count though, on this, there's 104 miles of the AT in Shenandoah National Park which is a huge number. And uh, I think I did 80. Yeah, you did a lot. You were hiking some long days in there. The weather was nice. 
and we did some drop-offs yeah. we hiked into the campsites thanks for the support you too mm-hmm. let's go on to the next virginia national park okay harper's ferry yes so for those of you who have not been or know about harper's ferry it's kind of the wow not the midpoint of the at but it's celebrated a little bit as the halfway point if because you're hiking you get to the appalachian trail conservancy and it's almost halfway depending mm-hmm. on if you're going north or south it's also a very popular if you're doing a flip-flop through hike which is not north or south but picking your own it's a uh, really nice recommended late summer or uh, early summer late spring starting spot yes. to go north so yeah the appalachian trail is actually headquartered there four and a half miles of the trail in the whole state of west virginia and all of it is there but we had some other stuff going on there in harper's ferry which i think it makes it a very interesting nice long weekend that you could go mm-hmm. and explore there yeah uh, we stayed at river riders which had epic sunrises yeah it was right on the river right on the potomac so we got to cool off in the weather in the river because it was hot even code epoxy got in the water and didn't really fuss about it i see it seems that that portion that small stretch there of west virginia is really centered around the river like when we would drive up i think it was like four or five miles once you hit the border just there was cars lining the river and people were dumping in at all different spots kayaking supping yeah uh tubing yeah Mm -hmm. all sorts i just we just swam yeah which was cooled (laughs) off but but because there was some pretty big time heat there uh from river riders you could act i actually could hike the at i hiked in about a mile and the at runs right through harper's ferry and you went and did a little more exploring as did i but you maybe want to share a little bit about what you learned So i entered the historical park i guess i would say on the northern end but it was at the larger visitor center what i didn't realize was that that is actually just a really large parking area that has a visitor center uh, but they told me that because there's really no parking in what they call Lower Town. And Lower Town is really just south of the ATC, south of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, which has a ton of historical buildings, a lot of noteworthy historical movements were there. And from that parking lot, there's a shuttle, I guess. That's the point. It will take you down there or a walking path. But it was so, so warm that we weren't able to walk. It's only, I think, a mile and a half from that parking lot. But the ranger at that visitor center said they have that large parking lot there because nothing really of historical significance happened in that, like, block or two blocks. So they paved it for a parking lot. But otherwise, heading south, you hit all of these different, they call it lower town, but it's a little brick area. It's really cool to walk through. It's Uh, very neat. The Like you said, the ATC is right there. And John Brown had, which was kind of one of the sparking points when he went to free and uh, slaves. And he ultimately was killed they talked in his a lot, raid. They talked a lot about in that area about how Harper's Ferry specifically, that spot in West Virginia, was kind of caught between the North and South as they as the country approached the civil war so there's a lot of well-documented historical acts that happened there and then during the civil war it was a 
it was a place that both sides were always because of the trying to occupy the Shenandoah and the Potomac River. They both really felt like that was a very important place to occupy. So it, that when you walk around town and actually Harper's Ferry is just named Harper's Ferry because of a guy named Harper who operated the ferry there. Uh, 50, 60 years before the Civil War even started. So it's kind of irrelevant about like the name, but it's still, that's also interesting. And these markers are located everywhere. It's a really great place to bring some history to life or give you some foundational elements of where things took place. So if you're into history, it's a very interesting little square. My mom is a huge Lewis and Clark buff. Mm Mm-hmm just learning about their history and what they did. And it was interesting how long they would leave to go out West places because there's a historical marker. It's like Lewis and Clark came here in April and then came back like a year and a half later to reload supplies and then left again and went like, that was as far East as they came for like a year and a half. She's going to fact check you on that. Yeah, yeah, of course she will. <laughs> of course she will. So overall, though, uh, I thought it was a, play, a place I'd never been to, a place we probably wouldn't have gone to no. if not for the AT. Mm-mm. And just kind of one of those, the whole point of what we're doing right now, with the, it is technically a trail town, Harper's Ferry, and it has a lot of really interesting things to go. And if you're a through hiker, you can go get your yearbook photo. Which is AT- pretty neat. Yeah, the ATC headquarters. There's also, if you just want to learn more about the AT, the ATC's got volunteers there. They have maps. They have historical books. They have a little walking museum. There's a lot of really neat stuff there. I got a 2,193-mile sticker, which was cool, kind of like how the marathons have 26.2 or something. Because the mileage changes most years, so that was the mileage for this year. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, it was uh, a really nice place. And the Bavarian pretzels at Harper's Ferry Brewery were, albeit a little hot during the heat wave, still great to have after a long day of hiking. That brewery is on top of a hill and is absolutely stunning. It overlooks a bridge and the river and a tree line. And, I mean, it is just a stunning outdoor area. It's yeah. humongous. And Dog-friendly like, yeah. outside. Because we go to a lot of breweries because they're all dog friendly. But I would say now a lot of, especially bigger breweries, if you don't drink or don't want to drink, they have good food. They're dog friendly. They Some of them start started doing uh, kombuchas or root beers or brewing other things there. Other alternatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it, it's a nice, they often have big ample seating, which mm-hmm. is always nice. And right there, actually, they send out people on rafting trips right across the street. So that's it for the Virginias. I think you, uh, one day, though, so this is in, like, the little crossroads of, like, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland. Maryland. In, like, 30 minutes, you were in all three states doing something different. Like three, like two times in a row. (laughs) Yeah, three states, two different times, like, within, before noon. They are really right all there. You cross in and out of Virginia into West Virginia and then over to Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But we won't talk about Maryland yet. We're going to save that for the next one. Got our good friend and uh, 
special guest coming for Maryland and Pennsylvania parks trail towns episode coming up after this one yeah and I think that's all so we'll see if uh Shenandoah says number two is it is that where we're gonna hold it right now I'm holding it there yeah okay so great well thanks for listening everyone that's it for our national park trail town episode of the Virginias and we will be back with another episode very soon thanks for listening on our website hashtag the number five the number nine dot com has all previous episodes of this season and our five other podcast seasons we have hundreds of articles in our archives on outdoor adventure and we have a slew of trash cleanup events and that whole schedule is on our website as well so head there and enjoy and thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time until next time, signing off, Mike R. Jill G. Peace, love, and...